UCLA, a small favorite tonight in their Sweet 16 matchup at the T-Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Out to the KDUS hotline we go. We're now joined in the sports zone by Ben Bolch of the Los Angeles Times. And Ben, always good to have you on the show. Let's go back to last week in San Francisco. UCLA advances with wins over uh, NC Asheville and Northwestern. How did you summarize uh, those two games for the Bruins? Uh, pretty much what I expected, actually. I mean, they were super locked in in that first game. Uh, just took care of Asheville basically in the first five minutes of that game. Had a great defensive plan for their top player, Drew Pember. And then, you know, got the starters a lot of rest. It was pretty much a perfect opening round game. And then the second game, you know, Northwestern's a tough, scrappy Big Ten team. Uh, you know, UCLA came out and, and got up by 14 points. And it looked like they were going to win in a, in a runaway. But, you know, give Northwestern credit. They're a good team. Uh, they got some good guard play, came back, started hitting shots in the second half. But, you know, as we've seen all season from UCLA, the last minutes of a tight game are their time. Uh, and they made it winning time again, pulling out against Northwestern. The only kind of uh, caveat going forward was the, the two injuries late in that game. Again, yeah. Bona re-aggravated his left shoulder on a dunk, and then uh, – David Singleton went down with 20 seconds left with a badly sprained ankle. So those are the two big question marks going into this Gonzaga game. Uh, you know, UCLA would love to have both of them, uh, you know, at least one of them. Uh, if both of them are out, that, that to me, that changes things. But, uh, you know, I watched David Singleton walk around yesterday, and he looked fine. The Dembona, I think, is more of a question mark. But that's, everybody's going to be watching those two players in warm-ups today. All right, so let's kind of do a roll call here. Uh, yeah, since we last talked, last talk, Jalen Clark also went down, obviously, with the season-ending injury. They've now played five games without him. Obviously, a defensive stud, and you know, I think a lot of people may not realize how good he has been on offense, and he's a tremendous rebounder. How has his absence, Clark's absence, changed the way UCLA has played? Well, that's the funny thing. It hasn't changed it. They've actually, uh, I mean, like, until the Northwestern game, they'd actually gone up with the metrics. Uh, uh, you know, I'm friend, a little bit of a friend with Ken Pomeroy. He was nice enough to uh, crunch the numbers for me. Their analytics had actually gotten better on both offense and defense uh, going into that Northwestern game. Now, I think they took a little slight step back uh, after that. But, you know, they, they just basically kept the same plan of, of being relentless and attacking, and everybody's kind of stepped up their game, and it's been kind of a collective Thing. Uh, you know, they've got two really active guys off the bench who, who played more minutes in uh, Dylan Andrews, who might be their best on-ball defender, and then uh, Will McClendon, who's also very scrappy, uh, another wing player. So, you know, those guys have stepped up. Jaime Hawkins has realized that he's got to, you know, get those deflections and steals. He had five in the first half alone against Asheville. So, you know, everybody's kind of stepped up, and uh, Kenny Nuba, when, when Bono went down, uh, was a force to post defensively. So, you know, they realized that they, they still have talent uh, behind these guys who've been out. So that's, that's how they've done it. All right, so the Singleton injury at the end of that Northwestern game, you know, you, you mentioned uh, you saw him walking around yesterday. If he's not effective, how, how's that changed Mick Cronin's strategy here tonight? Well, it would be similar to the Arizona game in the Pac-12 championship when I believe he went scoreless, and they still almost won that game. I mean, they didn't, They, you know, Singleton played, but he didn't score, and then Boner didn't play, and yet, you know, uh, 
UCLA had a chance to win on Dylan Andrews, wide open three at the end of the game. So, you know, as I've alluded to, they, they have lots of guys who can step up and, and, and score. Obviously, they want David Singleton to play. Tremendous three-point shooter, uh, galvanizing presence on the court, who really pulls the guys together whenever anybody gets a little too emotional. Um, so, you know, I expect him to play. Um, but, you know, Drew Timmy's going to be the guy that's going to be the focus of their defensive plan. And if a Dembona can't play, uh, you know, that leaves just uh, uh, Kenny Nwubo and Mac Etienne to kind of conta- contain him. They've only got 10 fouls between them, and they, they both fouled out uh, in that Arizona uh, Pac-12 championship. So that, to me, would be the big factor that could swing the game in Gonzaga's favor um, if Drew Timmy uh, has those two guys to go against tonight. Yeah, Bona, when he's played, you know, his foul issues early in the season, that's seemingly gotten better. But, uh, you know, can they expect, what can they expect from Bona tonight if he's able to go? Well, if he plays, I would expect him, you know, they're not going to put him out there if he's, uh, you know, number one, they're not going to put him out there if he's in danger of, of any kind of like long term structural damage. Number two, they're not going to put him out there if they don't think he can be effective because at that point, what would be the point of it? So, if he plays, I would expect to see pretty close to normal Dembona now in that Northwestern game uh, to start the game. He was pretty out of rhythm, uh, you know, and got frustrated, and he did have a good dunk in the early going. But other than that, uh, wasn't really a factor until late in the game when he had that, that dunk and then came back in and got the block that led to David Singleton's three-pointer that uh, really – uh, opened up the game, gave gave them a six point lead, and then they made their free throws. So, um, you know, if he plays, I I, I think that he'll be uh, you know good enough to to be the normal Dembona we're used to seeing. Of course, UCLA and Gonzaga had the classic meeting a couple of years ago, and uh, you know there's some key members, uh, both teams still playing for these teams. Uh, obviously, Hawkes Campbell, Timmy come to mind. Uh, has there been much discussion from you those two sides about that game this week? Yeah, you know, uh, Mick Cronin was uh, – I asked him about that uh, earlier in the week, and he said he rewatched the game right up until Johnny Juzang tried to score with that foot back, and then he pressed pause because he didn't obviously want to see the heartbreak ending. But, you know, I think these teams have kind of stressed that even though, you know, they do have some players back, it's a, it's a different game, it's a different season. Um, obviously, I think, you know, the experience factor goes in UCLA's favor i think the revenge slash motivation factor goes in ucla's favor but gonzaga's still got a lot of talent and they're very well coached uh and they're capable of beating anybody so to me this you know i i hate to use cliches but this this really is to me kind of a, a true coin flip game ucla played in this building a couple weeks ago does it does that matter do you think you know what i think it does only in the fact that you know they've been talking about they have not had kind of a, a good run of luck in Vegas, uh, no pun intended. Uh, you know, they've never won a, a Pac-12 tournament title since they moved to T-Mobile starting in 2017. And then last season they got blown out by Gonzaga on the same court. And, you know, they even lost the game to North Carolina and CBS Sports Classic a few years ago. So they've not really had a good result in this arena. And I think they're very eager to change that. And Amari Bailey, who's a freshman, uh, even brought it up yesterday. So I know that it's definitely a talking point among the players and something uh, they want to get done. You mentioned Bailey. Uh, yeah, he was injured, obviously, 
for a, a large chunk of the season. He's come back and he's had some spectacular moments and games here lately. How much better has he made this team? And considering everything else going on with the injury situation, I assume his his effectiveness has become even more important. Yeah, in fact, you're right. If we had gone through this interview and not mentioned Amari Bailey, I, I would have done a terrible job of, of capturing what's going on with this team because he has been really the guy who's elevated them since Jalen Clark went out. Um, you know, he was the primary uh, defender on Boo Booey, Northwestern's best perimeter player. Uh, he's added a real scoring punch. I think he's averaging 17 points since Jalen Clark went down. So he's doing it on both ends, and he just he just brings uh, a dynamic kind of uh, athletic presence to the offense that they didn't have previously with his ability to get to the rim. You know, he can get his own shot. Um, he made a, a couple of three-pointers against Northwestern. So just really, really flourishing uh, at just the right time for UCLA. Yeah, Gonzaga fans certainly travel. They found their way to Las Vegas over the years, whether it be uh, you know games in November, December, or their conference tournament. Uh, so you know, I know that Vegas is closer to Los Angeles, but who has the home crowd tonight? And do you think that really matters? Oh, I think it definitely matters. And I'm going to be very, very interested because I remember that game here last year in November, and it might as well have been a Gonzaga home game. I would say – that might have been 75 25% in, in Gonzaga's favor. They, you're absolutely right. They travel great. This is UCLA fans' chance for redemption to show out. I know they love this team. They love these seniors. So, you know, I, I, I hope for their sake that there's a, a good turnout tonight. There, there, there was in uh, Sacramento, you know, Fletcher brought a good chunk of fans, but I would say it was two-thirds uh, UCLA. So, Maybe a little bit closer to 50-50. I think Gonzaga might have a slight edge, but uh, it shouldn't be kind of the home game it was for them here last year. Talking with Ben Bolch of the Los Angeles Times. Okay, so we've gone through a few things here. Uh, you, what what do you think tops the uh, Mick Cronin uh, reason for concern list entering this game tonight, other than the injury situation? Yeah, I mean, that's got to be Drew Timmy, right, with his 28 points against TCU and his little moves around the basket that's all, you know, fouls really fast. Um, you know, in, in my estimation, if he gets over 20, uh, that really puts Gonzaga in a good spot. Um, and that that's kind of the line, maybe 22 points. If he gets, if he gets over that, uh, Gonzaga really has to like its chances. But, you know, they've got some good guards as well. They can hit three, so, you know, Defending the three-point line and then, and then holding Drew Timmy to a reasonable number, if, if those are my two kind of uh, red circle game points going into this game if I'm Nick Cronin. All right, so you know, I mentioned the point spreads, roughly one, one and a half, maybe a couple twos in certain places in Vegas, and you mentioned it's kind of a toss-up. Uh, if you had to pick somebody to win the game tonight, who would you be picking? Yeah, you know, it's... As I said, it's a coin flip game, but I do have a feeling about this UCLA team. You know, uh, you know, team of destiny is a, a phrase that I've heard ever since I was a kid watching NC State with Jim Valvano make that amazing run. And I do have a little bit of that feeling with this with this UCLA team. You know, pulling together, no matter who's in or out, what the circumstances are, what the challenges in front of them. So, you know, I think I think it's going to be a, an incredibly tight game. I think somebody from UCLA is going to hit a late, a late shot to go ahead and, and they're going to win the game by a point or two. 
Lastly, you, know, it's, you would think, at least I would think, that high scoring that favors Gonzaga, low, lower scoring UCLA. Is that a correct assessment on my part? Yeah, and uh, Mick Cronin made a point of saying that Arizona coach Tommy Lloyd probably was a big part of the uh, Gonzaga scout because, you know, he played, or I'm sorry, he was a long-term assistant under Mark Few. So he knows that mm-hmm. he's been talking to, to Coach Few and trying to, uh, you know, give him more information about how UCLA is going to try to keep the tempo down like they did against Arizona. So that's, you know, that's a, that's a little bit of a, of a favor for Gonzaga. But, uh, you know, UCLA has done a great job of, of keeping the tempo to its liking uh, most of the season. Ben, always appreciate the time. Thanks. Have a good time. All right. Thanks so much for having me on. Our pleasure. Ben Bolch of the Los Angeles Times.